it'll push all that stuff down. And it make, it's kind of like knowing how to fly, but taking the bus every day. Just being like, yeah, well, this bus is reliable. And everyone on the bus is like, you can fly. You can fly. What are you doing? No, I'm cool. I, uh, I went to the Walt Disney Museum. Um, if you guys ever want to go, it's five dollars. Uh, the, it's basically just a shrine to Walt Disney, and there's this part. There's like these statues, and it's like Walt Disney in these different moments. And one of them is he's looking down at uh, at this kid, you know, and it's like a very kind of inspiring time. And I was like, man, I wonder what, what Walt was thinking right then. And it was probably. Something like, God, I hate the Jews so much. <laughs> the Jews. I'll make Dumbo. They'll never figure it out. That's how good Walt Disney is. That he can, that's how many hits he made that we still, he's like the Michael Jackson of animators. Um, I, I've, I've been drinking a lot to like deal with my problems. You know, man shit. And... And I, what I like, like a lot of times I'll blackout drink. And I, what I like about blackout drinking is it takes you through these different steps. And they all kind of have this, this interesting harmony. Like you start out with a couple of beers deep and you feel like cool. You feel like, man, I'm kind of, I'm, I'm a cool guy. You know, you're just sitting on a motorcycle making a cocktail, you know, just a cool dude. And then like five to ten drinks in is when it all just starts to fall apart, you know? And you're like, ah, oh, my father's a piece of shit. I don't think I can commit. And it just all, whatever. And then the final stage is the mixing of the two where you're like depressed but confident about your depression. And you're basically, it's like the end of Scarface when you're at the restaurant just losing his mind. Like, you people need me. I'm the bad guy. You're the bad guy. Everyone say goodnight to the bad guy. And uh, that's been me. So, so goodnight, guys. Thank you. Thank you, Spencer Latham. Hey, you guys. Uh, some people just came in that actually paid money. So make sure that they have seats. And um, people outside... <laughs> I'm sorry, you don't get seats. The people inside that paid get seats. So we're going to bring those <laughs> inside. You're fine, Wildebeest, because you're running the door. But everybody else, if you're going to hang outside and not watch the comedy show, you can stand. <laughs> that's, that's how we're going to work it. Our next comedian is incredibly funny. And he used to have a show here on the station. And he was the mastermind behind the wall back there that made more space. And uh, his comedy... Will, it, will, it will make so much space in your brain that your brain will never shrink back to the small part that it was before. Put your hands together, everybody. It's Ethan Albers. Yay! Thank you. I, I like the fact that she keeps mentioning the wall every time I'm on stage now. I'm Floyd, guys. I'm Pink Floyd. I made the wall. That's what I did. I made it. This isn't gonna last. I'm being serious, this isn't gonna last. All the stupid shit we fucking post on the internet to try to be remembered, to try to live on forever, it's not gonna last, it's all gonna go away. Nothing lasts. Well, some stuff lasts. You know what lasts? Pollution. So you wanna be remembered, guys. Pollute, right? None of you guys are going to remember me for comedy. 
I know. But you guys are all going to remember me. I like how you're just like, all right, yeah. <laughs> but you guys are all going to remember me as the guy who killed all ducks. I'm going to fucking rid this world of those rapey little animals. All right, I'm going to go. I'm, I'm going to go in a direction. This is going to be fucking weird. Uh, abortion. Okay. So I don't get why we're still fucking arguing this. Like, uh, we, we know the fucking, uh, the actual social, societal benefits of this, okay? So people want to take that, generally out of the Bible, they want to take that out of context about killing babies and everything else. I say if you want to live with the Bible, just fucking form your other country. Let's just give them a separate part of the country, right? So they get to raise children, everything else. But they have to live their life as the Bible says. Everything in there. You know why? Because it's the God's choice, right? And when a kid grows up and starts mistalking, they get to kill him, just like the Bible, right? So these unwanted kids are getting killed either way. Not really funny. I just, deep, don't really go that way. I was, uh, <laughs> I was thinking, uh, I was recently thinking about uh, the first time, like I as a little kid realized my father was crazy. Like, you know, you hang out with other friends, family, stuff like that. Like, oh, my parents are so crazy. No, like the first time, oh, my dad's a different kind of crazy. I was seven. I was outside running around those shoes on. My dad's like, put some fucking shoes on. And I'm like, no, no. And my dad does this unique parenting thing. He pulls a pistol out and holds it to his head and goes, put your fucking shoes on. And I was like, whoa, you did not read that in a parenting book. That did not show up on Full House not once. I saw every episode. Growing pains, I've been through all of them, never once. And after that, it was okay. My dad was a crazy person. Everything made sense. He wore an acid wash jeans like a decade past when they were cool. It made sense, guys. Like, like my dad, uh, my dad one time got angry at a mop like, uh, for cleaning, and so he went out and he threw it in the hedge. We had this giant hedge next to the house. He would just throw stuff in there. Actually, all the family did. We'd just throw like TVs, whatever fucking random shit we were angry at, would wind up his hedge. So he comes out with this fucking mop and throws like a harpoon into the hedge, the trash hedge, if you will. The thing is, is that there's a gas station on the other side of the hedge, and he broke the window out to a police car, guys. So like five minutes later, there's a fucking pound on the door. And this is how I know my dad is truly crazy. Opens the door and a cop's holding this mop. And my dad goes, God damn it, I can't get rid of that mop. It's the first thing he says. That's a crazy person. That's all I wanted to work on. I'm going to get off here and save it for you guys. Have a wonderful night. I feel the same way about this mop here at Muni Radio. I keep trying to throw it away and it keeps coming back. And it smells weird. Uh, it's in the back. Hey, your next comedian doesn't smell weird, which is awesome. He's a lovely human being. Please put your hands together. It's Joe Nose. Yay! Hey there, what's happening? Yeah, I don't know. I just came back from uh, Humboldt County. I was there for last weekend, just hanging out. Meeting a lot of crazy white dudes, as I like to call them, guys. A lot of crazy white dudes. All of them trying to sell me drugs. Oh, <laughs> actually, every time I said I had no money, they would just give me drugs. Like the worst, dr the worst drug dealers I've ever met, guys. I was getting fucking wasted like the white privilege in that town. Dude, it was fucking amazing. I did this drug called Salvia for the first time. And if you guys tried that, you've done it, sir. You're an enthusiast. You like it. 
You like it? I've never met anybody that's liked it. And you don't strike me as the kind of guy that I think would like it. What did you like about it? Short but intense trip. That's what happened to me, guys. I was hanging out with my friends. I went first because I'm not a bitch. I don't back down from double dog dares. It's my style, guys. So I started hallucinating really hard, guys. I just get all sweaty and I just keep feeling the wind blow violently against my face. I look off in the distance. I see two beautiful girls in wet t-shirts smoking a giant bong together. And they start calling me over and I start walking there and I get attacked by this giant pink mushroom and a lightning bolt flashes. And I just realized I was tripping. Things just started to make sense right away. Like wind that was blowing against my face, just sitting really close to a fan. The two beautiful girls were just a poster on my friend's wall. And that pink mushroom that attacked me and that lightning bolt, well, just my friend putting his dick in my face. My other friend taking a picture of it. <laughs> so I could, Good times in Humboldt, California, guys. <laughs> Fucking love it. Now I'm back in San Francisco, the city of dreams, huh? Fucking where the artists live and hang out. You know, guys, if you can make it in San Francisco, you're still gonna have to make it somewhere else. <laughs> it's gonna be rough, guys. I don't know. <laughs> Fuck. I just gotta just started driving. Started driving and my fucking anger has made it through the roof, guys. I lose it trying to park in this city. Other day, I'm just, I see a, a parking spot right in front of me and I see the car, the car about to pull out and take off. And I put my blinkers on and as, as, soon, as soon as the car pulls out, another car cut me off and took my spot, guys. And I just start losing it. I have all this inner, but like inner barrio rage that I've been hiding for the last six years just coming out of my pores, man. <laughs> Just like, I don't know, I just start honking the horn. I'm like, get the fuck out of the car, S.A. You know, I just start honking the horn, hoping the guy in that Subaru isn't some big muscular dude. But I see the, the door open, and it's just like this tiny old Asian lady. And she's like, I'm sorry, sir. I didn't see your blinker. And she's just frightened, gets back in her car, takes off. And I'm stunned, sir. Like everybody in this room, I'm stunned. Then I was like, that's right, bitch. I still got it. <laughs> I don't know. I felt a lot better at the time, guys. It was fucking amazing. What's up, sir? You're going to drink that whole two liter of squirt to the dome? No chaser? <laughs> I like your style, dude. Uh, I should get off on this last one. I feel like all my childhood heroes are fucking... They're destroying me, guys. All my childhood heroes. I just found out Bill Cosby's a rapist. Donald Trump is a racist. And Jared from Subway fucking fingers little kids. But there's one little dude. There's one dude that'll never let me down. And that is Dwayne The Rock Johnson, man. We got any rock fans in the building? Yeah, you do, sir. You like The Rock? What's your name, dude? It doesn't matter what your name is. Oh, my name is Dro. All the comedy jokes smell so good. Uh, so the next three comedians on the list will be Sanj, Man Maggie Beasley, and Stefan Massey. So uh, right now, uh, your first comedian, hey, he's really been coming up with some great new jokes. We've been hearing him on the joke workshop every Monday from 6 to 8. Uh, and I love it when he's here to do them. Here he comes, everybody. It's Sanj Nawa, yay! <laughs> Hey 
guys doing? Good? Medium? All right. Thanks for the response. Uh, I realized recently that life is like a uh, circle, you know? Like when you grow old, you start wearing diapers again. You know, 80-year-olds are pretty wrinkly, kind of look like fetuses. My grandma didn't age well, looks like an abortion. Is that, that too much? It's all right, she's dead. <laughs> I was at a urinal recently and, uh, hello. I was at a urinal recently and I, uh, I was just wondering, can you piss so hard pubic hair falls off? Like, is that, because that's the only explanation I have. It's just floating around in there, you know? I just, like, lean over, like, grandma? Flush? I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what else? What else? Shakespeare. Someone told me Shakespeare is the greatest uh, writer ever. That's what someone told me. I personally think he might have been dyslexic, you know? Like, all right, William, can you read this? Don't be a borrower or a lender. Uh, neither a borrower nor a lender be. It's like, well, damn. <laughs> all right. I don't know whether you guys are buying that. Another interesting quote I heard is that uh, it's from Helen Keller. She said, the greatest things in life cannot be seen or heard. They must be felt with the heart. How would you know? <laughs> That's like my friend. That's like telling him about Bill, uh, Bill Gates' house. He's like, you know, money can't buy everything. It's like, how the fuck would you know? We're both broke as fuck. You haven't paid rent in three months, man. You just sit around complaining about all the sex you're not having. Like, oh, man, I wish you had a hand job. I wish you had a real job, honestly. <laughs> the... <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Do you guys ever think people have uh, babies? I saw babies, you know, I see them around and they're so annoying. Do you think ever think that people have babies to prove that they're having sex? Do you ever think about that? All the time. Yeah? <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, yeah, I was just th like, you could just be like, yeah, dude, Brian, you never get laid. It's like, actually, I have two biological children, so I've been laid at least twice, you know? <laughs> the, Dugar the Dugars are just like, look at all the sex we're having. <laughs> uh, have you guys been cheated on? Has that ever happened to anyone here? Yes. Yeah? Yeah? Doesn't it suck? Yeah? No? Well, let me tell you, <laughs> you're an interesting case, sir, but uh, uh, for the rest of us, it definitely is terrible. It's even more bad when uh, they pretend like they're the victim, you know, like they're just telling you the story and they're just like quivering while they tell it, looking like a Vietnam War vet, you know? <laughs> Like, I don't know what happened. I just pushed back the leaves, and I yelled out Charlie, because his name was Charlie. <laughs> and uh, then the gun fired, and everything went black. I don't know. It's like, are you trying to tell me you got PTSD from sucking dick? Like, is that? <laughs> God damn it. I, I'm sorry. Uh, a lot of people call me a hipster, because I have terrible fashion sense, and I like to argue with everyone. Uh, I don't know. I don't know whether this is going to work. There are a lot of <laughs> hipsters here tonight. Uh, maybe, all right, I'll go in another direction. I'll be, <laughs> I'm not doing it. Do it. Fuck you. You're not going to laugh. I'm going to do it. You're not gonna, all right, I'll do it. I'll do it. It's going to be bad. It's going to be horrible. All right. A lot of people call me a hipster. I'm not a hipster. I hate hipsters. You know, you just hate us because we're different. No, I hate you because you're retarded. All right, you're just standing there with your like corduroy capri pants, you know, smoking a vape in the shape of a pipe, looking like looking like Sherlock Holmes and smelling like Willy Wonka, you know. <laughs> God damn it! I have two words for you, Sanj: existentialism. That's one word, Paul. <laughs> well, well, I think it should be two. You know, I th I think all hipsters secretly wish they could go back to being normal, but they're too ashamed to admit it. You know, like you just walking in the sun. 
middle of July just walking down the street like fuck you know just look at the third degree burns on your feet why the fuck don't I own shoes you know <laughs> this is ridiculous but they can't you know I'll leave you with this have you guys heard the song uh, by Big Sean I don't fuck with you you know it's called that because those are the only lyrics in the entire song <laughs> and uh, it's, it's written about his ex-girlfriend it's uh, goes I don't fuck with you I don't fuck with you I don't give a fuck I don't give a fuck like Big Sean, considering you just spent three minutes repeating those lyrics, you seem to care quite a lot, you know? Maybe just switch it up in the middle, like, I don't fuck with you, I kinda fuck with you, I really fuck with you, please come back to me, I love you. Thank you guys, you guys have been great. Keep hands clapping together for Sanjana, no, well, yay! Your next comedian is our first girl of the night. I'm very excited to bring up Maggie Beasley. Yay! Hey guys, I'm a real life lady. So, um, okay. Uh, I think what I'm gonna t uh, want to tell you about is yesterday. I went outside and I just want to say this out loud because I'm still confused about it. <laughs> Um, but I went outside and I, I was moving my car because it's like they clean the streets here, which is good, but I have to move my car all the time. So I move my car and I'm walking back to my house and this lady um, is coming down the street and she was like, totally normal, friendly San Franciscan. She was like, hey, how are you doing today? Because people in San Francisco are so nice here. No, you're not. <laughs> you're not nice. Um, I was like, tr I was friendly back. I was like, yeah, um, like I'm doing well. How are you? And she was like, I just wanted to hear what your voice sounded like. <laughs> like, what did she think my voice sounded like? <laughs> I don't know. What is she up to? <laughs> Guys, and all I could think is like, I just met a sea witch. <laughs> like. <laughs> I just <laughs> met <laughs> Ursula, <laughs> the actual sea witch. Uh, the closest I've ever come to a Disney fairy tale. <laughs> um, but also, like, what the fuck? She didn't even want my voice. She just rode away. <laughs> she was like, I just wanted to hear what your voice sounded like. It was like Doppler effect. She faded away. She was on a bike. She just rode away on her bike. Didn't want my voice. So I've been walking around very self-conscious about speaking right now. Nobody's going to want to steal this. Um, here's a segue. My parents never gave me the sex talk. Uh, particularly my dad. Um, they never gave me a sex talk, but they did, they did give me the lesbian talk. My dad did. Um, and one time we were like out working in the yard and uh, I was working out in the yard with my dad and he was like uh, moving wood probably. I imagine he was moving wood <laughs> around some brush. Uh, and all of a sudden he's like, Maggie, uh, I noticed that you've been playing softball for about 12 years now. <laughs> Which was true. Uh, I like have the calves to prove it. I was a catcher. And um, 
he was like, I, I noticed you've been playing softball. And this is the man who, like, at my wedding was like, I never noticed Maggie until all the other kids moved out of the house. Like, that was his toast to me. <laughs> and I, like, all the kids moved out of the house when I was 16. Like, this is way too late in my life to notice me. <laughs> he has, like, another child living in his home. Um, and so I'm, like, excited he noticed me. I was like, yeah, I really, I really like it. And he was like, are you still thinking about playing in college? And I was like, started to be like, yeah, I really plan on. And as soon as I like start talking about it, he's like, cuts me off. And he's like, like, are you lesbian? <laughs> and I'm like, no, dad, I've like been in love with David Bowie since I was like five, <laughs> which is the worst explanation to give <laughs> for like your heterosexuality <laughs> as a girl. It's like, I've been in love with him since watching the labyrinth. He's like wearing those tights and he has makeup and that beautiful hair. That's what like really jazzed me for so long, <laughs> like really awakened me. Um, and and he was like, "Look, I know, I know how it works. Like I saw a League of Their Own. Rosie O'Donnell just played a lesbian. Oh shit! I meant to say she just played a softball player. <laughs> I just fucked myself over, guys. She just played a softball player, and then she became a lesbian. And I had to explain to him that that's not the way it works. That you can just you know, you can be an average girl that throws a ball around and doesn't. Anyways, I'm so sorry I messed that up. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thanks, guys. Maggie Beasley, not a lesbian and likes men in tights. Yes, yay! We're learning about people here on Pepdas's Comedy Clubhouse here on Mutiny Radio. Your next comedian. Very funny man, uh, dressed like a lumberjack with the beard yeah. to match. Yeah, he's a lumberjack and he's okay. I'm really glad he's not wearing tights. Please put your hands together. It's Stefan Massey. Oh, thank you, Pam, for that consistent introduction every week. But let's, for the even if it's for the sake of a, a running gag, let's let's drop the facade, listeners. I, I haven't been wearing anything of the sort these past months that I've been coming to Mutiny. At the moment, I'm currently decked out in a tightly pleated and pressed pinstripe suit. Some would call me a fashionista, tr trendsetter, tastemaker. I don't know if I'm ready to accept that mantle, but I certainly appreciate it. Uh, I, you know, it, p comedians, they call their bits, we call what we say up here, we call it our material. And I think that's apt, because there are definitely parallels to be drawn between stand-up comedy and fashion. For instance, um, you know, if you're feeling something, something fancy, you might put on a, a nice uh, suit with a crisp tie. And that's, that's like the fashion equivalent of, say, a Louis C.K. And tonight, uh, all y'all are apparently in the mood for some bargain hunting at Goodwill, because because that's, that's the open mic for you. Um, no, I'm, I'm not, <laughs> I'm not a, I'm not really, I don't have much knowledge of the fashion world. It's, I can appreciate it, but it's never really been something I've, I've gotten into heavily. But I, I, there's one rule that I, that I am aware of that I, that I do know of, and, and that is that I don't care if you have mathematical proof of the non-existence of God if you wear socks with sandals, get yourself to the nearest church and confess because you just sinned. 
Uh, <laughs> it's September 11th. Yay. Uh, here's a joke about it. Uh, on 9-11, I was in high school, and uh, I, we had all just heard the news, and everyone was really sort of shocked and confused, and so I was going from one class to another. And one of uh, someone else in, in my grade, he was coming toward me, and we were just, we were just passing on the way to our respective classes. And he looks me dead in the eyes, and he says, Stefan, you and your people. And I just shrugged and nodded solemnly, and I said, I'll have a talk with them. <laughs> and, 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 like, in the moment, I didn't get what the fuck he was talking about. Like, it didn't click with me that he was being racist. Uh, I just thought, you know... I, at the next meeting, I'll see everyone, pour some drinks, maybe uh, do a potluck. Uh, it's uh, the new football season is upon us, guys. Yeah, yeah, I'm, it's exciting. I, I'm not super into sports. I watch uh, most of the local teams with my family, um, but it's always it's always fun for me because they're really into it. So you know, it's kind of infectious. Um, and I was watching one of the preseason games of the Niners with my dad. And he was telling me, oh, we got this new Australian guy. He used to play rugby. He's, a, he's looking really good. And, uh, you know, I don't follow any of the draft stuff or anything like that. And so I'm watching this game, and I realize, oh, this is what it's like for people who watch TV and movies but don't religiously eat up every bit of news that comes out of Hollywood. That's what that's like. Um... Yeah, we uh, do a lot of stuff with my uh, extended family. Uh, when I was a kid, I went to Spain with my godmother, and she uh, took me to uh, her family's garden. And in the back, they had this metal statue of a minotaur. And she said to me and her two kids and my brother, she said, if you touch this statue, it will come to life, and it will hunt you down. And I just implicitly believed her, guys, there's, I, as, a, as a kid, you don't really question that shit, and, and, and I was just scared to death, and I knew, I didn't have any doubts in my mind that if I fucked with this statue, it was going to fucking kill me. Um, okay, uh, I'll leave you with one of my favorite one-liners. Uh, so, does Cat Fancy have a moratorium on uh, the time between when they can use perfect in an article? Like, have they... Do they do they try and keep that to a minimum, or, or they have they just accepted that that's their thing and they have to own it? All right, guys, I've been Stefan Massey. Thanks a lot. Cats, cats, cats! Yay! And then cats! Yay! Stefan Massey! Yay! Uh, our next three comedians will be uh, Jet Black, Colin Holtz, and Leo Zinger. Uh, your next comedian is. Are you filming tonight? Do you have all your shit together? Alrighty, has all his shit together. He's been filming all his sets because he is uh, doing a documentary about becoming a comedian. His jokes get funnier every time he's on stage. Uh, he's brand new, you guys. Be very kind to him. Put your hands together. It's Jet Black. Yeah. How are you doing, Mutiny Motherfucking Radio? Yeah. Whoa, live crowd. We got a live one. So, uh, what do you guys want to hear about? Religion? Fashion? fashion? <laughs> I, okay, I got some fashion for you. So, I, uh, I went to a UFC fight, right? And uh, I'm not really into fighting. I'm sort of a fucking 
I do yoga and shit. I don't know. And um, I go to this UFC fight, and uh, this guy gets his face like punched in half. Like, like went into the ring and got his face punched in half and was like, uh -huh, whatever. And um, I was just sitting there like, what the fuck is the problem with these like, these fucking fighters? Like, what are they doing? What the fuck is the deal? I mean, you spend you spend your whole life training, and then you fight to the death over a fucking belt. Like everybody knows, shoes makes the outfit. Is that is that good, man? Does that satisfy? All right. I was fashion. That was a fashion joke. So, um, have you ever seen someone, um, and then you just look at them and you're like, I know what your house looks like. <laughs> like I was, uh, I was on the train today and this chick, I just saw her and I was like, you look like you live in a hospital. <laughs> and like, <laughs> no, she, she had like scrubs on, but it, it was like, it was not scrubs. It was like regular clothes, but like that was just her look. Like I go home and I have scalpels for knives or whatever. I don't know. I don't know what the fucking thing is. So have you, okay, on that same vein of logic, have you ever seen someone that looked like someone that you've had sex with and wonder if they fucked the same? I guess I'm the only guy in the room that does that. <laughs> I feel like if you do too much of that, you probably end up in jail. You know what I mean? Exploring those possibilities. So I have like a huge fear of jail. I don't know why it's, um, like I don't do anything wrong. I'm not like, I'm not a criminal or whatever, but I just, I'm afraid of going to jail. And I think the reason why is because um, I think that going to jail will seriously ruin my dating game. <laughs> because like no chick is gonna wanna fuck me if she knows that like I suck a better dick than she does. <laughs> And like, even if she does, like, what, I'm gonna have to spend the rest of my life teaching every girl how to suck a dick? Like, yeah, two hands, up and down. Now suck. Is that how you're supposed to do it? Yeah. <laughs> I learned that in prison. <laughs> I don't know, guys. What, what, else, what else is going on tonight? What, what's outrageous? What's crazy? Oh, it's 9-11. I don't really, I don't really um, believe that 9-11 happened. Uh, <laughs> it's, like, it's like the fucking moon landing, like, come on, dude. Like, smoking fucking mirrors, like, whatever. Anyways, I think that's a good note to leave, right? Thanks, guys. and mirrors and, a, and an invisible plane that's a that's a hologram did you see that shit there was no wing it just oh. okay I, I watched too many YouTubes our next comedian is a very funny man who hosts every Wednesday at the Eagle 530 signups 6 o'clock show great great stuff um, you guys clap wildly I don't see him for calling Oh, no. 
well, I was going to start off by talking about how indignant I deserve to be, <laughs> but I guess I can't do that anymore. <laughs> Let's see. I had a nightmare recently. In my nightmare, I was in a giant mansion and I heard a man who sounded like he was in pain, just heard all this moaning. I ran up the stairs to the, where the moaning was coming from on this other side of the door. I threw the door open and there was a ghost masturbating. <laughs> and uh, he, he went, but, but not like a ghost, but like somebody who was ashamed that they got caught masturbating. Like, I'm not doing anything! And then he stumbled backwards out the second story window. And I was like, no! He had so much unfinished business. <laughs> Next time, if I ever have that nightmare again, I'll just slip a penthouse under the door. Come on, man. Get through this. I know how hard it is. Uh, I don't know how hard it is. I don't want to know how hard it is. I can't help you. The most I can do is give you a magazine. Because my hand would go right through your ghost dick. <laughs> I, don't uh, I had a... Uh, this is... Okay. <coughs> there was this uh, lady... Lady who I don't like in real life. This is a real thing that happened to me. Lady that I don't like, and I didn't like, I didn't like her for one and a half, maybe two years. I'm really good at holding a grudge. She was at a party. She was at a party at our house. I live with like 10 roommates, and uh, she worked at this restaurant, and I recognized her from the restaurant, and I, went, I was just like, oh, I say hello like a polite person, and then before I could even say anything to her, she just goes, I remember you. You ordered that chicken Caesar salad like such a pussy bitch. <laughs> I was like, what are you talking about? That's like the manliest salad you can get. It has Caesar in the name. <laughs> Like, he was murdered on the steps of the Capitol by his best friend, and all he said was, you too, Brutus? Because that was his best friend. Um, I don't know. I'll, you know, I'll toss his salad any day. <laughs> Good salad to toss. All right. But yeah, I live with like 10 roommates and it, it sucks sometimes. Sometimes it's great, but a lot of times it's terrible. They smell, a lot of them smell. Lots of them are dudes and lots of them smell. And they have poor hygiene. And I'm like, you're, you're approaching 30, take a shower. <laughs> like take care of yourself. Wash your clothes a little more often, brush your teeth. You know, wear some deodorant. Look. You're my friend, you're my roommate. If you need some help going to the laundromat, I will give you coins. I want you to smell good. You have holes in all of the crotches of your sweatpants. It's like they're running away from you. They're, 
running away from the smelliest part of you. Just wash your balls, take a fucking sponge bath, do something. I'm not asking a lot, get a bar of soap, it lasts longer. You don't have to spend as much money on wonderful smelling whatever, whatever, but do yourself a favor, take care of yourself. Because, and they're always saying things like, ah, people are going to remember me, you know? Because uh, they're, they're all comedians. They're like, ah, people are going to remember me. The only reason that I remember you after you leave my room is because your smell is there 10 minutes after you've left. <laughs> And I totally agree with him. Here's the thing, you guys. Just because you're poor and you can't afford deodorant doesn't mean you have to smell bad. What you can do is you can get baking soda with food stamps, and then you just put it underneath your arms and you use it as toothpaste, and you can buy it with your food stamps because it's technically a food thing. So no one has any excuse anymore to smell bad because you can take a little bit of lotion and a little bit of... Is just put it up. It puts it on its skin, or else it gets the hose again, right? Someone give the men in Sylvan House a hose. Uh, our next comedian is a very funny man. Always very well groomed. Doesn't need a hose. Totally fine with all that. Always smells good. Put your hands together, everybody. It's Leo Zinger. Pam, thank you. Uh, Always smelling good. Right. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I uh, I take shower uh, because because I can't stand my smell. Uh, hey guys, uh, so I was um, uh, walking down the street and uh, there was actually uh, uh, in Bark Darrow there was an exhibit for Tesla, you know the car, and uh, there was like a roadside and there's a bunch of salespeople ex exhibiting the car and introducing it, and uh, it was really nice. I I really wanted to buy a Tesla. Uh, because it's a fast car. Who doesn't like it? You know, it's really fast. It's quick, and uh, but it's also very expensive. Like, like they say, you can go like f from a zero to sixty grand in debt in like three point five <laughs> seconds, flat. Three point five seconds. Uh, so it's uh, nine eleven, guys. Uh, I don't know if we should cheer or we shouldn't even applaud for that. Like it's weird, it's awkward. I guess we both just silently remember and cry inside or whatever. But um, the thing about 9/11 is uh, uh, I forgot what about it. Uh, so like, like, okay, so pe okay, so people died. People. <laughs> Yeah, I need a reminder. I need to remind what happened for 9-11. Like, so, okay, so uh, the thing about it is uh, people say, like, you know, those NRA people uh, always, you know, whenever there's a massacre, some kind of gun violence, they always come out and defend the guns, and they come out and say, oh, guns don't kill people. Uh, I was like, you know, if guns don't, your guns don't kill people, uh, you need to l fix your guns because <laughs> they, because <laughs> they should, they should kill people. <laughs> if they work, they should kill people. If I fucking, I just like take take over. It's an easy fix, easy argument to di dispute. They're like you can just take a gun and bang, uh, or see you're dead. They're like, see, guns do kill people, you know. So, but I'm wondering about that, like. 
uh, 9-11, like, all those built, like, uh, you know, the airplanes hit the building, all these people died. And it's, it was a massacre, but no one fucking from Boeing came out and say, hey, guys, uh, fucking airplanes don't kill people. <laughs> <laughs> How come they don't defend that? <laughs> it's just terrorists. Um, sometimes they do kill people. Uh, so I, uh, but, but then again, like, you know those people, sometimes I watch, uh, night, they, they, re, they rerun those stories, heroic stories about people rescuing, but, but also they run those stories about people who uh, narrowly uh, miss the disaster. You know one of those stories, like, oh, the guy who's supposed to go into 9-11 to work that day, all of a sudden he got sick and uh, he didn't make it, so he, his life was spared, you know? And it was really heartwarming, but on the other hand, I keep thinking, like, dude, how about the other you know, side of the story? It's like the, the guy who wasn't supposed to go that day, and because that douchebag got sick, he had to go in there <laughs> and work, and he got killed for no fucking reason. You know, that's a tragedy um, compounded on tr another tragedy. You know, people don't even, so he wasn't even supposed to die. So that's, no, okay, so. Uh, what else? Yeah, so <laughs> this is a, a true story. Like, uh, the other day, actually, I was uh, fucking around on YouTube, and I found this clip uh, ab about a guy who can, who's ta extremely talented, who can play the piano with his penis. This is a true story. You can Google it. You can f get on YouTube. It's a guy who can play the piano with his dick. And, uh, and, uh, <laughs> It was like he was just basically, uh, it was like he, was dre he would dress up in tuxedos and everything and do this. And I, that thing, uh, uh, I'm really impressed like, with anybody who can do anything with their dick other than like fuck or you know, go to the bathroom. Like, I'm really impressed. Because think about it. Like, in order to pl play the piano or even, or even to practice, you have to have an erection. You have to have, you have, like, you have to, like when you practice, you really have to practice hard to, ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's really bad. Like, like people ask you, like, hey, how's your piano practice going? Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm work, I'm practicing really, really hard. That's the way, that's the only way to be. That's the only way. And then on the other hand, like some people, uh, you know, okay. Some people like, uh, they, like, you know how you, when you first p play piano, your, your teachers would, you know, look at your fingers and say, hey, uh, you're, you have a type of finger that's suited for a piano, you know what I, I wonder if that happens for the penis too. They'd be like, uh, hey, you, you, you have the type of, you don't have the type of dick that can play the piano. You should play, probably considering like skin flute or something instead, you know, <laughs> just, just instead. Thank you very much. Keep it going for Leo Zinger. Our next three comedians are Kevin Botch, Trina, and Mauricio. So Kevin Botch, Trina, and Mauricio. I see Trina. I don't. I see Kevin Botch, but I don't see Mauricio. So if he's not, oh, there he is in the back. Sweet. All three of our comedians are here right now. You guys, uh, put your hands together. Very funny man. I always enjoy all of his sets. Uh, hey, it's Kevin Botch. Yay! What's up, guys? What's going on? You're good. Don't worry. I uh, 
I kind of, I kind of wish I wanted to have sex with old ladies. Like I'm just, I'm so good at flirting with old ladies. That's it. That's all I got for that. It's just something I was thinking about. I think the most racist thing about me is that I want black people to know when they see me that I was pretty good at basketball in high school. <laughs> That's as far as I go, the racism. Not on board yet. I'll get you, I'll get you guys. I'll get you. <laughs> so unexpected. Put my name on the list and then getting thrown up on stage like this. Um, no, I don't have to have sex with old ladies. Um, I have a new lady my age in my life. Yeah, I'm happy about it. Um, we just got out of that like texting phase like before you hang out the first time. And that's always such a weird phase because you don't know the person's tone yet. Like you, like that's the worst part about texting that you can't tell the tone. But like, I th like you also, you can tell when they don't get a joke though. <laughs> and that's not good either. Like, I was texting her, uh, it was, we had like that earthquake a month ago that every, most of you probably felt. It was that day, and I was texting her that night, and I said, how was your day today? Because I like to make things hot and heavy real quick. I'm smooth. So I asked her, how was your day? And she said, not as productive as I wanted it to be. And I said, you survived an earthquake, that sounds pretty productive to me. That's more laughs than I got from her. <laughs> and it wasn't that many laughs. But I, like, all she said, she didn't say ha ha or lol. She just responded, wow, you're a really positive person. <laughs> and I was like, shit. She thinks I'm a positive person and she doesn't think I'm funny. She knows nothing about me. <laughs> this isn't going to work. <laughs> uh, I have a brother with Down syndrome. Woo. Relax. <laughs> it's an interesting childhood, like, growing up. Like, we, we would always take one vacation every summer, and it was usually to the Jersey Shore because I'm from Pennsylvania. And uh, he... He doesn't really care to go on vacation. Like, his favorite part of vacation is just going home. That's his favorite part, and it's the worst. Like, throughout the week, he'll just remind me consistently that I have to go back to work when we're done with vacation. He's like, hey, Botch, you got... He calls me Botch. He's like, hey, Botch, you got to go back to work Monday, right? Hope you're not having any fun. <laughs> so we, one summer, wanted to do something that he liked. So we went to Cleveland, Ohio on vacation. <laughs> and you're wondering what the hell is there to do in Cleveland? I wondered the same thing when I was a 12 year old. Uh, we went there because there's a SeaWorld there and he liked the movie Free Willy so they were like, yeah, he'll love this. I talked to my dad the other day and he was like, yeah, Ryan didn't give a shit about any of it. So we just, so we just spent a week in Cleveland, Ohio where nobody had fun. My parents tried to make it fun for me, though. They, like, took me to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. But again, I was 12, so, like, I didn't know what good music was. So that didn't mean anything to me. And then they showed me, they took me on a tour of Jacob's Field. And they're like, this is where the Cleveland Indians play baseball. Mmm, <laughs> cool. 
Um, yeah, F fuck Cleveland. I'm gonna be <laughs> I'm gonna be done now. Thanks, guys. There's no bigger there's no bigger joke than bringing your kid to Cleveland, Ohio for <laughs> for vacation. Sorry about your parents, Kevin Botch. Yay! Fuck his parents. That really sucks. Um, hey, guys. Uh, we have a couple more comedians coming up. There's also vegetables up here, and there's more fruit. There's all these grapes. You guys should eat. I'll start passing grapes around to the people in little baskets and the whatnot. But right now, put your hands together. It's funny because I was following you on my skateboard, and I skateboarded around you, and I thought, oh, wow, look at her nice outfit. She's got these little fluffy things, and then on the back of your, so much tailored lovely on the back here. On the back of your jacket, and then you were a comedian here too, because it's Trina. Hey, everybody, put your hands together. It's Trina, yay! Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. I'm, uh, for those of you who haven't met me yet, I'm 46 and single. Yeah. And if you can make it this far without kids, it's also awesome. Uh, the only real problem with being 46 and single and not having any kids is that people will tell you to your face, you should get a cat. <laughs> what was your name again? I'm sorry, I don't remember. It doesn't matter because I'm too young to be a cat lady. <laughs> it's not my time, Kevin. So here's what happened. I did not adopt this cat. This cat adopted me. I was staying at this apartment complex that was cat central. The inner courtyard was controlled by two tough cats, red and the gray one. <laughs> My cat was relegated to the backyard, not a scratch on her, so obviously she's a pussy. So one day she's at my back door, I let her in, and she rolls in like we all roll into the nicest hotel room we've ever been in, like, oh yeah, <laughs> I could get used to this. What is that, a mint chip anchovy on the pillow? <laughs> Woo! <laughs> um, and blam, I have a cat. So now we're in San Francisco, and for those of you who don't know, the inner backyards in the Mission District are controlled by gangs of raccoons. <laughs> now these are primarily family operations. They deal primarily in compost, <laughs> but dabble in the occasional egg in those backyards that keep chickens. So I was worried. I was like, I don't think you, you don't have red and the gray one to back you up. I don't think you should be going into the backyard, right? So she's looking at me like, oh, what, you don't think I can handle myself around some raccoons? I'm like, no. Because uh, remember that time I let you into the inner courtyard and the landlord walked by you and said to you, uh, what are you doing out here? You know you're going to get beat up, right? So if the person who controls the place 
says to you, uh, you're about to get your ass kicked. No, you can handle some raccoons. So she's like, oh, so you want me to talk to you about how kick-ass I am at hiding? Is that what this is about? <laughs> like, you want me to talk to you about how I can hide in the basement behind the cardboard boxes. So it's been an education. Uh, I learned that the, uh, the main difference between cat people and dog people is that uh, cat people can take emotional abuse in a way that dog people cannot. <laughs> like, your dog's looking for a reason to lick you. My cat's looking for a reason to bite me. Thank you so much for not biting me, <laughs> especially you, Kevin. <laughs> I'll be back. I love that Drita kept calling him Kevin. It's Ken, that's awesome. Cats, 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 cats forever, yay, cats. Trina, yay. Uh, your next comedian, uh, he used to live here and then he uh, left to Seattle for a while because uh, he hated us and then he realized that that place was shitty too. Uh, so he came back and he has a great, no, 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 you don't hate us. No, I love that place, I love Seattle. I don't mean to talk disparagingly about them. I would never talk disparagingly about you because I'm so glad you're back. And he has a show, not this Saturday or next Saturday, but the following Saturday, I believe it's the 26th here uh, on Saturday from 8 to 10. So you guys need to come see that show that he's producing. You guys, he's an amazing comedian. It's Mauricio, yay! Oh my God. I never hated you, you know? Yeah, I love you guys. I still want to rob half of you, but you know, I still love you. Uh, one thing I like talking about is, uh, man, it's the one thing is in Seattle, they really hate California right now. And I was like the only guy backing up Cali. They're like, man, so California's taking all the water, man. All the drought. I'm like, I had plenty of water at the brainwash, man. You know, it's like they have plenty of water, right? And I was like, well, what the fuck are you on, Seattle? It's like, you know what they have in Cali that you don't have? Bouncing cars. They're pretty fun. It was like Seattle, you know what your cars do? They act Asian and they're driven by white people who are pretentious, who can only score with Asians and kick out minorities. Yeah, man, it's like, I love Cali, man, yeah. One thing I'm doing right now is my body's changing. I can't drink like I used to. So I've made a list of alcohols that I can't really do anymore. Can I tell you this list? All right, good, all right. Number one is I figured it out. I cannot do mimosas anymore. It is over, because every time I cross the line with mimosas, I get very paranoid, and I end up getting really sad, and I listen to too much Sarah McLaughlin. I'm like, no, man, this can't be good, right? No, no more, it's over, you know? Can't hang out in Valencia like that, you know? And then the other one that I stopped is uh, my best friend, Whiskey, man. That was insane, man, because he started becoming an angry drunk, and the only thing that I hate is like people started criticizing me for it, Right, like one guy's like, man, you are out of control, man. I cannot believe you, Maurice. I was like, what did I do? He's like, well, you were loud, man. You were loud. And you said that I wasn't doing anything to change the world like Bono from U2. I almost cut you off as a friend. I was like, remember what you did when you were wasted on whiskey? You knocked up the wrong chick, 40-year-old man, right? I, I think I did better than you, okay? God. Like the one thing that I had to really stop, which sucks, because I feel like half Mexican now, I had to quit one of my best friends, tequila. Yeah, long story short, I had a friend that was going away and I started crying, right? 
and he thinks that I really miss him, and I could care less if he fell off a cliff and died. <laughs> it was my daddy issues. That's why I cried, you know? God, you know, let's keep it in perspective. And then I whipped out my dick and pissed on, like, a cancer research center. I was like, man, I am an animal on tequila. I don't trust myself on tequila. It's like some Dr. Jekyll white man shit, right, you know? I don't trust myself on that shit anymore. Every time I hear that song, right, it's like, da -da 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 -da. I'm like, no mas. Oh yeah, this is what I do. I wear a sweater that says, take me gnome tonight. It helps with white chicks in Gnome Valley. They're like, oh my God, look at her sweater, Janice. She's so funny, come sit with us. We're doing whipped cream shots, you know? Yeah, they like beer pong too much. And you know, one thing that I realized is that I no longer fuck nice breasts, nice asses. I fuck none of that, man. I evolved, man. This is me sober now, man. I only fuck potential now, guys potential that's what we all should be doing i wear this sweater for knob hill man that's all i'm doing and you know what my move is i pretend to put on a condom when the lights are on that's my move man that's how i'm gonna guarantee that potential i'm like oh oh hey uh remember that picture you showed me with your father in the boat uh he owns that right he's like uh yeah yeah he does i'm like oh okay good yeah. Could you imagine me on the show, Mari? Like, I'm the only one that looks forward to, like, her being pregnant, right? And they're like, Mauricio! You are not the father. I'm like, all right. Let's bring out the real father right now. And it's like, Dro knows. He walks out in a book. And I'm like, I'm like, damn it, man. The thing I hate about Dro is, is that he's like Freddy Cougar to my dreams. But instead of killing my friends, he fucks them. All right, thank you. My name is Mauricio. Keep it going for Mauricio and uh, come see his show. It's the last Saturday of this month. Uh, it's going to be a great lineup. It's going to be a lot of fun. Our next three comedians on the list are going to be Ken Suzuki, Richard Savate, and Ali Littman. Uh, but right now, our first uh, comedian in that triptych, he again has been coming to Joke Workshop and working on his shit, and I've been enjoying it very much, and you guys are going to enjoy him likewise. Please put your hands together for Ken Suzuki. Yay! <laughs> Thank you. I just got one thing to ask. What about Tower 7? What about Tower 7? FEMA camps, Grassy Knoll, Pat Tillman. All right. Uh, thank you, guys. Uh, I recently moved to California. I moved to California for a girl, uh, which is perfect because I like my women, like I like my housing, unattainable. I gotta say, I really do love this uh, this open mic you got going for us. For those of you n listening, uh, she really, Pam takes care of all of our nutritional needs. We got our vegetables, you got your tomatoes for your vitamin C, and of course my favorite, the broccoli for the fiber. Regularity, it's important. <laughs> and oh my God, pineapples? No, no, it's mangoes. Oh man, either way, somebody's cum is tasting good tonight. Are those real mangoes though? Awesome. Eddie uh. grapes, eat them, <laughs> eat them. Now, masturbation, let's talk about it. I think you know you've gotten really good at masturbating 
When you're now taking the time to work through your breathing exercises, repeat mantras in your head, go over visualizations and self-affirmations. Is it still masturbation? No, it's transcendental masturbation. <laughs> By the way, for those of you interested, I'm gonna be selling a new self-help book, Ken Suzuki's Transcendental Masturbation. Erupting the inner giant within. Um, I was studying religion for this next joke. And there are some religion out, religions out there that take this honor all life thing way too seriously. Religions like Jainism or Buddhism. Religions where you're not allowed to kill anything, even the microbes. Yes, even the microbes are precious. And you thought you were pro-life because you're a vegan or against stem cell research. But folks, I could never live, live with myself if I was one of these people. Just washing my hands would be genocide. And I have an immune system, so that means my very existence is murder. I try to solve the problem and kill myself by breaking the rules there too. Now, say what you will, the big three religions, the sand religions as I call them, because they all originated in the world sandbox, you know, Judaism, Christianity, and Islam, they're also kind of fucked up because they're all against sexuality. They don't like sex and women and things like that. And I'm like, what gives? Even the little Jainist was allowed a rim job every once in a while. And then it hit me. They were in a desert 2,500 years ago before things like, you know, running water, showers, bathing, shaving, waxing, depilatory, any personal hygiene. If after even one day of not showering, you still wanted to have a sex back then, you must have been a really sick freak. <laughs> but you need to reproduce. They're just like, you know what, just go in the slippery hole. Make it quick and easy. Don't go in the other one. We don't have lube. What are we going to use for lube? Sand? <laughs> you can't use sand for lube, folks. Trust me. It does not work. Thank you very much, ladies and gentlemen. Suzuki, yes! The first set I've seen him do where he doesn't call himself an Oriental makes me feel like he's getting 25% less racist with every set. Our next comedian is a very funny man. We went to the same college, which is weird. Um, and <laughs> it is, it's really strange. But he's, he's uh, incredibly funny and it just, it makes me like, it's you and me and Joey Avery, we're all from UCSD. Like the weirdest triptych ever, right? Like what are those three doing together? Uh, but please put your hands together, everyone. It's Richard Sarvante, yay! Hello, so happy to be here in this new expanded space at Mutiny Radio. So, yeah, this, when people ask me, hey, how's the scene over at Mutiny? I'm like, oh, it's expanding, for sure, for sure. <laughs> Getting larger by the day. What's the comedy like over at Muni? Oh, they're tearing down walls. <laughs> Breaking barriers. <laughs> no, I mean, seriously, if my rent was 2700 a month, I'd be looking for extra square footage, too. Just like, <laughs> just like I, I destroyed the toilet. There's an extra three square feet. <laughs> 2700 a month. Uh, 1300 does go to the Whole Foods uh, vegetables. So uh, <laughs> keep, keep those donations coming. Um, let's see. Uh, guys, this is a very exciting day because my vintage acid-washed uh, jeans have a real rip in them. Yeah! yeah. 
Yes. This, this one's fake. This one's been here since day one. This one from use. Use. Yeah. You guys don't know how long I've been just walking around like. <laughs> for years. Two, <laughs> two out of three hipsters can't tell which is real, which is, <laughs> which is fake. Is that a, is that a McDonald's shirt? Ah, okay. Yeah, no, that's fine. No, I don't, yeah, I don't believe. Th that, that, I mean, that would just be a total switch up. Like, yeah, I support uh, McDonald's. Yeah. <laughs> but, but I don't understand. You, you run an open mic, in the, a progressive open mic in the mission, and I, 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 boom. <laughs> I think uh, McDonald's should uh, make uh, Golden Arch IUDs and put them in Happy Meals. <laughs> 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 yeah. Stay safe in the ball pit, kids. <laughs> Oh man, it's disgusting. Uh, so <laughs> uh, I, I use uh, Magnum condoms. Uh, me and my friend, we share one at the same time. <laughs> it's like, like, you know, like a potato sack in a three-leg race. <laughs> Dude, like uh, between me and my friend, we have a really big dick. <laughs> I mean, between me and my friend, we have like 10 inches. It's, yeah. Yeah. Uh, between me and this girl I'm seeing right now, we have about four inches. <laughs> oh, dick. So how big is her dick? That's the question. <laughs> weird. That was weird. Um, I'm super awkward. Like, sometimes I'll go in for a handshake and then turn into a hug at the last minute, and it's kind of weird. And uh, lately I've been doing this thing where, I, like, I'll go in for a hug, and at the last minute I'll just start jerking the person off. <laughs> just like that. It's like, you, these <laughs> you, just, you have to know when to upgrade. It could... My, <laughs> my hugs are just so terrible, though. When I hug someone, like, afterwards, I feel more distant from the person. <laughs> it's just like, we probably shouldn't see each other for a little bit. <laughs> oh, man. Dude, I, I want to have a child with a waitress at every single comedy club in America. <laughs> and then I want to have, like, a See My Children tour. <laughs> Just like, I'm not on the road, I'm looking for my family. <laughs> um, let's see. Oh, I asked this one girl out, and she's like, you're like a brother to me. And I was like, how do you feel about incest? <laughs> yes. That's what, uh, do, I, I feel like the only, I'm Indian. I feel like the only Indian part about me is my nose, because I have this like little ridge right here. Like, if I was that guy from the Magritte painting, you know, with the bowler hat and the apple, like, you would just think I'm a white person. <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> like, I like to put a, like, I like to start racist conversations with an apple in front of my face. <laughs> just like, <laughs> just like, these goddamn immigrants are taking over, huh? Just kidding. <laughs> All right, I've been Richard Sarvati. You guys are great. Thank you. Magritte, uh, I love my favorite Belgian surrealist, definitely putting distance between all of us. Our next comedian, uh, before I get to her, I'm going to let you guys know the next three. So it'll be Kevin Whittinghill, Jason Baumforth, and Sid Singh. Uh, yay. But our next comedian is another lady. Yeah. So uh, get your meat paws ready to slap them together wildly for Allie Littman. Yay. <laughs> Yeah. 
Pam, you right. You I've been wanting to tell you this ever since I first met you. But you remind me of like my favorite Jewish sleepover camp counselor. Which one? JCC. Uh, JCA Shalom. No, no, no. Oh. <laughs> oh. Well, I went to the JCC sleepover camp. So in Malibu. That's so funny. See, I knew it. I can tell my people. Yeah, day camp's different. You don't get to fuck. <laughs> when you're 12, no. I didn't do that. Um, all right, so I'm kind of new to comedy, and people keep trying to get me to do drugs. Right, exactly. I feel like it's kind of like a fat girl offering me cookies. I'm like, oh. But I don't want to look like that. Uh, I got really fucked over the other day. I got my oil changed. Yeah. For me, getting my oil changed is like getting really drunk. I go in there. I'm like, I got this. I'm just getting my oil changed. But then someone starts offering me all this shit that sounds good. And I'm like, yeah, I need that. The next thing I know, I'm like spending hundreds of dollars and I don't know what happened or why, but I've definitely been fucked. <laughs> and it usually ends with some greasy stranger saying, I hope to see you again. <laughs> uh. So I'm going through a breakup from nine months ago. <laughs> and my friends give me the dumbest advice. They're like, Allie, just remember the good times. But I don't really feel like masturbating. <laughs> um, and they always try to distract me. They're like, Allie, here's Tinder. Come and get it. Come play with Tinder. Oh my god, she's using it. She's doing it. And I'm like, no, I don't care, no. And like, no one can just handle sadness. No one lets you be sad anymore. I'm like, guys, can't you just be patient and let me be sad? And they look at me like I'm asking them to open Internet Explorer. I'm really bad at breakups but I'm really good at breakup sex <laughs> and getting back into relationships <laughs> again and again. <laughs> um, yeah, it's sad. So I did do the online dating thing a little. My friends are like, Allie, you should really do it. You meet people you never meet in the real world. I'm like, there's a reason for that. <laughs> this guy wrote me a message and he said, you'll do. <laughs> Yeah, that was it. <laughs> um, okay, let's see. So I got really excited this week because someone got sick at my job. Whenever someone's sick, I'm like, I could be next. <laughs> but I'm not going to get sick next. I'm just going to fake it next. <laughs> I usually go up to him and I'm like, what do you got? <laughs> Sniffles? I could do that. Where'd you get it from? James? Oh yeah, I got this, I got this. And then I usually try to one-up them. I go home and in my best douchebag email voice, I'm like, dear team, 
I've fallen ill with pneumonia, and I feel in order for me to be most productive, I should rest today, and I'll be in full force by Monday. <laughs> all right, that's all I got. Thanks, guys. Great stuff from Allie Littman. Don't make out with her at work, because she'll say it's your fault that you're, she's sick. Uh, hey. Our next three comedians are Kevin Whittinghill, Jason Balmforth, and Sid Singh. So right now, let's put your hands together, everybody, for the very, very funny... I'm not making eye contact with him. It's, there he is. Hey, it's Kevin Whittinghill. Yay! Yeah, ooh, ah. Come on in. I'll put my notes here. My joke notes, but I won't forget them because it's 9-11 and I never forget my material 9-11. Ah, <laughs> oh, there's your 9-11 joke. There you go. Give me money. I gave you a 9-11 joke. $5 from everyone. What is wrong with you? Uh, okay. Uh, let's see. So I was, um, earlier this year, I was down in SoCal. I was at the beach walking along and I saw these signs. They said, no swimming. No swimming signs. No swimming. They didn't say you couldn't go into the water. So you can go into the water, you just couldn't swim. That's more of a yes drowning sign, I think it is. And gee, the water's getting deep, says I can't swim, blubbity blub blub. You know. And n yes drowning sign's harder to enforce. Like, hey, you better start paddling there. You see the sign out? Oh, they never listen. Awful people. Uh, another stupid thing, you know, I, I think about. Uh, save someone, you know, like, wants to start a fight with you, right? They'll say something to you. Like, if I'm at a bar, you know, and some, like, six-foot-five, 280-pound dude comes up to me and says, hey, motherfucker, you want to take this outside? I'd be like, uh, yes, because that's where I parked my car, and I hope to use it to escape. Of course I want to go outside. I don't want to be in an enclosed area with some giant hulk. That's insane. He should have said, hey, motherfucker, you want to keep it inside? It's easier to catch you. I said, no, I want to go hiking. <laughs> you and me up in the Alps. <laughs> You'll eventually get so high, it's too much oxygen for your muscles, you'll pass out and I'll beat you with a pine cone. <laughs> that's not a wordplay joke, that's a revenge joke for the little guy. Yeah. The little guy. Pine cone, that's my weapon of choice. Were you aware of this? <laughs> Wait a second, let me climb this tree. I got something for you. Uh, who says I wouldn't forget? I did. Um, oh, and then another time, you know, I, is, I saw these two guys about to get into a fight, and then one yelled out, hey, I ain't nobody's bitch. And the first thing I thought was, well, maybe you just haven't found the right person yet. <laughs> you know, there's someone out there, you know, who's, you know for years I thought no, I'd be nobody's bitch, then I met Maurice. <laughs> can you say scrambled eggs and blowjobs? This guy can. This guy can. He's a sweetheart. Uh, okay, here's another thing. I just uh, met this uh, woman of, uh, uh, she was talking to me this story. She's of Chinese descent. Uh, I mean, she's, you know, Chinese, not Chinese ascent, which means she's hoping to be Chinese one step at a time. <laughs> I'm getting there. I'm ascending to my ethnicity. Uh, give me a sec. I'm finding the pine cone in the tree. So, <laughs> cracky crack. Uh, and she was standing in line, and then there's this older white couple behind her, and this is true, she, she told me this. She heard like the woman say, Ching Chong Chang. 
You know, as, as a horrible, you know, racial insult. I thought that is horrible, and it's also very stupid. What kind of insult is Ching Chong Chang? What, you've basically strung together three Chinese surnames. Is that how that, I mean, how would that sound if I was trying to, like, insult a white American? Hey, Samuel Smith Johnson. Eh? Okay, I thought I'd try that joke. <laughs> okay. Uh, uh, lastly, see how much I can fit in. You guys uh, read uh, Where's Waldo? As a kid, yeah. Do you ever read that? You're looking through and you're like, how did this dude fucking afford to travel all the time? You know what I'm saying? Like, does, you know, does he have a job? You know what I'm t It's like, it's like, well, I was like, yeah, you know, I took some money from my trust fund, thought I'd travel around the world, discover myself. Oh, that's amazing, Wally. That's totally great. Yeah, I'm just going to backpack around Europe, you know, eat, pray, and love. That's so amazing, Wally. That's awesome. I hope to find you someday and punch you in your smug, entitled face, you stupid fuck. You know, I did, did, where's Walt? And the other, the other thing is he's, he's going around the world hiding everywhere he goes. He's traveling and hiding everywhere he goes. What is he hiding from? Is he a fugitive? Is he wanted by Interpol? You know, find Waldo before he kidnaps another kid. I'm like, oh, shit, the stakes are high. Okay, guys, that's enough for me. Thank you. Kevin, as the comedian said behind me, who's that guy? He's funny. And I said, that's Kevin Whittinghill. Yay! Yay, Kevin Whittinghill. Yay! Where is Waldo making it fresh? Making it fresh right now. It's like 1997 making it fresh. Uh, your next comedian, uh, he's another funny comedian. He's been coming here uh, to the clubhouse and other places. We just became friends on Facebook. Yay! Please put your hands together, everybody. It's Jason Balmforth. Yay! You know, Pam makes my 11th Facebook friend. Yeah, I'm that popular. All right, so uh, I've been doing that Tinder thing. Um, it's been going great. Yeah, no. Uh, I, um, I've been having zero success, actually. Uh, and so I was looking through my profile, trying to figure out where the hell I went wrong, and then I saw that the first tag under my name was white trash. And uh, I mean, if this wasn't enough of an indicator for that for you, then nothing is. But uh, I was, I was thinking about writing into Tinder and saying like, hey, I don't want that to be my tag. I'm definitely not white trash. And, and then I saw my uncle on an episode of Cops. That, 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 uh, that kind of clinched it for me. I was like, God damn it, these fuckers know me better than I do. So uh, I also really like Fox News, but not for any of the wrong reasons. I like Fox News because they're fucking stupid as shit. But the best part that sold them to me was this whole Ashley Madison story. Does everyone know what's going on with Ashley Madison? Yeah, yeah, that's uh, this whole thing about this website where it's all about like, hey, why don't, you, uh, why don't you commit infidelity? We'll help for $20 a day. But anyway, uh, they, uh, they, got their, uh, they got their client list leaked by a bunch of hackers and this fucking pundit on Fox News is all like, these hackers, they're horrible human beings. They fucking need to be jailed. And I was like, oh, well, someone got busted. Someone is going to go through a rough fucking divorce. Oh, man. Um, speaking of divorce, no, I don't have any jokes about that. <laughs> um, <laughs> another another uh, topical news story. Uh, anyone hear about this? Uh, there are a bunch of white kids joining ISIS. I didn't, I didn't know about this. When the fuck did this start happening? When did it go like, fuck you, mom and dad, I am not going to college, I'm going to go straight into the workforce to fuck you, mom and dad, I'm a terrorist. That, that went better in my other head. 
Oh, man. So uh, who here likes the Food Network? Everybody. Everybody likes the Food Network. We're all stoners. <laughs> Fucking love the Food Network. I feel like I like the Food Network a little too much in the sense that I got caught masturbating while watching the Food Network. Sitting there, Emeril Lagasse, bam, bam, oh, oh, shit, um, bam? <laughs> I mean, like, you watch it, and they're making all this delicious food, and you just kind of sit there and start talking to yourself, and your internal monologue is like, oh, God, I would pay money to put that inside me. And then you just stare creepily at the screen. Maybe I smoke too much pot. Oh, man. Speaking of smoking too much pot, you ever smoke yourself sober? You ever smoke so much that all of a sudden you figure out what's going on? Then you figure out that you're actually just yelling at the CNN director. Been spending a lot of time on Twitter. I finally got my 11th Twitter follower, too. Made a joke on there that made everybody sad. I said, now I have two more followers than I have fingers, and everyone wanted to learn how I lost one. <laughs> Haven't. Oh, man. One, one final topical news joke. Uh, everyone heard of Cecil the Lion? Woo! Yeah. Fuck Cecil the Lion. Ain't nobody, when was the last time you ever heard of a lion doing something nice for someone else? I'm sure if all the reporters had gone around and talked to all the villages around where Cecil was at, they'd be like, you know what? Killed my husband last week, but still kind of a nice guy. No, nobody likes lions. Nobody. They're just really big cats and they scare the shit out of everybody. Especially me. Because they've got way more hair than I do. And frankly, that's intimidating. No, I mean... I think what people are really angry about is that a dentist had $50,000 to spend to go on safari. Because I don't have $50,000, and if I had $50,000, I'd buy a better set. That's my time. Thank you very much. Yay! And, and I would love a lion. They'd be so fun to snuggle with and their big paws on claws. I would, I, would, I would talk to them and their alien ancestors and everything would be fine, just like the Egyptians. Uh, our next comedian, he is smarter than all of us because he's a lawyer, and that means that he's wittier and he has to, he has to think faster than all of us because he understands the law code, maybe. Uh, put your hands together. I trust him in court. It's Sid Singh. Yeah, give it up for me, you dummies. All right. Uh... Give it up for Pam. Uh, I, Pam, you're such you're such a sweetheart. But every week you come here like 10% more stressed out. I feel like <laughs> as you walk into the door, and then you say why you're stressed out. And to your credit, I'm always like, that's fair. I would be stressed out too. I just it's gotten to the point that like at some point you're gonna murder all of us. <laughs> and I just want you know to know we'll all be like, we get it. Like we, this is not a, as rash as it feels like in the moment. Uh, you went to UCSD? Yeah. Oh, cool, man. I started comedy in San Diego, so I used to perform. UCSD was where I had, like, my first, like, welcome to comedy moments. Like, I remember I got booked for this, like, uh, big comedy night there, and I come there, and there's, like, a gorgeous amphitheater, and I'm very excited because it's a beautiful stage, and they go, oh, yeah, well, you're not performing here. You're performing next door <laughs> in the classroom, and so we went on. And we each did 15 minutes while the Jewish karaoke club sang Beatles songs next door. Uh, I don't know if you've ever tried to uh, make people laugh while singing Hey Jude, can't be done. Uh, can't. It's uh, tougher than it sounds. Uh, wanted to riff a bit. Someone was talking about ghosts earlier, right? Like a few people uh, ago. Uh, all I kept thinking of, it's weird that every time a ghost asks you to like uh, avenge him, 
the ghost is never wrong. You know what I mean? I just want to see like one movie where he's like, avenge me! That, the, my landlord killed me! And then you look it up and you're like, you should have paid your rent. Like actually, that was a very solid argument on his part. You didn't deserve to die, but you deserve something. Like you're not here because I need to avenge you. You're here to still pay your rent someday. <laughs> then you can go to the afterlife. Uh, man, I'm friends with my parents now. And uh, I, d I don't know. I, it's weird. It's a weird feeling. Here's the thing. When you're young, everyone tells you uh, one day you will be friends with your parents. Uh, no one tells you uh, that right before that you're going to get super lonely and therefore have to be friends with your parents. <laughs> you don't understand? Like, you don't want to be friends with your parents. You have to be friends because you need friends. You know what I mean? And it's not just you. It's your parents, too. Like, you're not doing them a favor. What happened is, is all your friends get married and go away, and all their friends die and go away. You understand? <laughs> and then you just look at each other, and you're like, well, we share a Netflix account. <laughs> Let's go to step two. Like, that's how that works. Uh, you know what? I, I, wanna, I don't normally do this. I was thinking about working on some characters. You guys want to see some impressions? All right. Here's an impression. Uh, <clears throat> Yo, man, I want to give you the plea deal, but my partner... Oh, no, we forgot to handcuff you. Uh, thank you, guys. That was a uh, good cop, really bad cop. Uh, <laughs> really bad at his job. Uh, next one is... Um, uh, hey, man, I, wa I want you to sign the plea deal. No, you're going to jail forever! Uh, I am also here. Uh, thank you, guys. That was a good cop, bad cop, other cop. Uh... <laughs> budget cuts and now they just have to work in threes instead of two pairs of two. Uh, this is my favorite character to do because it's the dumbest one. Uh, this is, uh, I'm always jealous of J Def Jam comics because they always have so much confidence, you know, whenever they come on the stage. So this is a uh, Def Jam comic uh, who is uh, secretly a virgin. Okay. Yo, ladies, make some noise! I just got on stage, dog. Yeah! Yo, I ain't got time like those other comics. I'm like, yo, girl, where that pussy at? You know what I'm saying? Where it at? Like, like, is it here? <laughs> like, is it in this? I feel like I'm too low. Am I too low? Hey, you ever notice? Like, I know for the first 58 minutes of my set, I talked about how they're different, but you notice how like black people and white people both won't tell you where it is? Uh. <laughs> They definitely agree on one thing. Is it, is it like in the knee? Hey, you ever notice how like men don't have vaginas in their knees, but like women might? <laughs> like they might, no one will let me know. All right, guys, I'm Sid saying you have a nice time, peace. Women definitely do not have vaginas in their knees, Sid Singh, yay! We know that he knows that. Uh, our next three comedians, on the Pamtastics Comedy Clubhouse will be Clay Newman, Aaron Barrett, and Avery Molika. Did I pronounce that correctly? Yeah. Or Molika? You're not. You're not. You don't have any of the Latin flair, do you? Is it Molika or Molika? It's Molika. Sweet, just like it's written. So uh, again, our next three comedians are Clay Newman, Aaron Barrett, and Avery Molika. So. Coming up next to the mic is our next comedian. Please put your hands together. It's Clay Newman, yay! You can keep clapping if you want to. Yay! 
We're not going to smoke this. I just didn't want to crush it. Let's take it off my jacket. Hello, everybody. Yeah. Fucking rolling. You guys ready to party? You ready to party tonight? I'm not ready to party. I had a fun thing happen. Uh, I found out my credit card had been stolen. I had my identity stolen. I'm a snowflake and somebody tried to take it. I had my identity stolen and Wells Fargo called me not to let me know it had been stolen. They called me to let me know that my card kept being declined and to stop trying to use the card at different gas stations. And that's how you know you're kind of a poor piece of shit is when even somebody that steals your identity is too unfamiliar with your level of poverty to give up. They're like, all right, well, there's probably just a problem with this gas station. We'll try the second one. No, oh, maybe you just can't go to Shell. We'll go to a third gas station. I'm like, no, dude, I just don't have any money. I think if you steal somebody's identity, you should have to inherit their debt. I really think that would be a great rule. I think law should work like that, where the punishment fits the crime. It's fun uh, thinking about your setting as a comedian. Like, I, I started in theater, and so I've always thought about the whole space, the whole performance. And this, I love Mutiny Radio so much. There's such a cool vibe to this place. And, like, you can perform somewhere at Punchline where you get, like, the city of San Francisco, that mural behind you. And that's cool because you do kind of feel like you're on top of San Francisco for those minutes you're on stage. But Mutiny Radio is fun, because instead of a mural in San Francisco, you just get people having more fun than your audience behind you. <laughs> Which is humbling. Keeps you honest. You get to watch my favorite thing in comedy which is this conversation that couples do when they pass by a comedy show. It goes a little something like this. Perhaps you've heard it. Oh, look, honey, there's comedy. <laughs> and they just walk away. That's what comedy means to America in 2015. They see it, acknowledge it still exists, and then move on. Good for them. Wondering where exactly we are on the scale. I like to think... We're above beat poets, but I don't know. Uh, are we? Yeah. They are one NBC show away from topping comedians. I've already had to open for magicians. Now I got to open for a fucking beat poet. No. Not into it. I saw a commercial that really made me smile. It was for the... Universal, oh, excuse me, hold on, I gotta remember. This. Yeah, the Universal Technology Institute, UTI. <laughs> There's an actual college out there. They have students that go to the school that doesn't have the hindsight to not call itself UTI. And, like, how does it work there? If you drink cranberry juice, do you not have to take the finals? Like, you wouldn't go to the Advanced Institute of Designer Science because nobody's going to put, I graduated from AIDS on their resume. 
I gotta think of something better than the Advanced Institute of Designer Science. That's not a thing. What the fuck is designer science? Apple products. I think that's designer science. All right, everybody. I'm Clay Newman. Enjoy yourselves. Clay Newman, yay. We're going to do our drawing right now for our fabulous prizes. There are only five people in the drawing, and there's three fabulous prizes. So I'm going to choose the first one right now. Uh, Barrett. Is that Barrett? Hey, Barrett, you Barrett, you get to choose from uh, drugs, a very cool shirt that says, I love pussy. Yay, he wants the drugs, yay. Alta California Botanicals, medicine to make you happy, yay. Uh, our next thing, this is a large I love white pussy t-shirt made by Ant. Here we go, and the winner is, the winner is Paula. white pussy and our last prize is another piece of art by ant it is uh aaron hold it up it's uh, uh it, it it's a bunch of butts uh, and stuff like that with uh sheep it's sheep butts. fuckers uh jones, jones. No jones. not here they don't get to choose it how about this one uh john seagrave Hey, you guys, your next comedian, he's flown all the way here from Texas. I'm very excited that he's here. Please put your hands together. It's George W. Bush. Appreciate that, Pam. My name is George W. Bush, and I love tacos. Appreciate that. I know a lot of you might not be paying attention to me right now. I know you, a lot of you might not recognize me. This is what I call incognito. It's a fancy word for disguise. This is what I call my liberal look. It's the kind of look that says, hi, I'm comfortable with abortion and gay sex. Appreciate that, appreciate that. George W. Bush, no respect. I know I, know I got at least four of my own crowd members here, always, Secret Service. Appreciate it, Roger. Looking out for me in the back. Appreciate that. Are there any Republicans in the audience tonight? Wow, there's two elephants in the room tonight. I appreciate that. Thanks for voting for me twice. I appreciate it. A lot of people ask me, say, George, why do you want to do a stand-up comedy? I said, I always want to know what it was like to bomb a stage. Appreciate that. People warn me, they say, George, why do you want to do comedy in San Francisco? It's a liberal capital of California. I said, well, I made some mistakes in the past, and you've made some mistakes in the past, California. I want to come back and make amends. I've made many mistakes, but your mistake, namely, is Nancy Pelosi. Yes, I'm sorry. I didn't know Skeletor had a twin sister. <laughs> creepy, creepy, creepy. A lot of people ask me, they say, George, People might throw tomatoes at you. Aren't you worried about that? I said, I've been to Iraq. They throw shoes at you. <laughs> There's an old saying in Iraq. I'm not sure if you've ever heard this one. It goes a little something like this. Shoe me once. Shame on you. Shoe me twice. Well, you ain't got no shoes. 
A lot of people ask me what I'm doing in my spare time, what kind of extracurricular activities I've been getting into. Went to my first rave last week in San Francisco. Yeah, apparently there's, there was an Amber Alert for someone named Molly. <laughs> if you see her, call Amber. I'm not sure how that works. Appreciate that. Appreciate that. Been taking some acting lessons. Very similar to my college days. All I have to do is say, line, please. Appreciate that. Appreciate that. Me and Laura spent some time in Hawaii this summer. Took some waterboarding lessons. First week was torture. Torture. Excuse me, I have to look at my notes. I'm used to a prompter. Not used to thinking my own thoughts. Or writing my own words. A lot of people want to know what it was like to hang out with Dick Cheney. Or as we used to call him, Dictator. He loved tater tots. He did. 425 degrees, nice and crispy. I'm losing them. I'm losing them. Come on in, sucker. That's what I like to say to all the Mexicans. Come on in, sucker. Appreciate that. Appreciate that. I like to tell people about me and Chaney when we used to go hang out at Camp David. At nighttime, we'd get our G.I. Joe sleeping bags next to the fire. Pray to God. I like telling people what Chaney used to say to God. He used to say, dear God, I know I got a bad heart, but please let me live another day or I'll shoot you in the fucking face. Appreciate that. That's how Chaney rolls. He calls the shots. God. I do have to take a red eye back to Crawford tonight. Laura's making taquitos. <laughs> We're not going to tell her about this little secret, are we? <laughs> Appreciate that. I know we only have a few weeks left of summer, but if you guys have the time, please go visit my presidential library. A lot of people tell me, George, that's an awful big building for one copy of Goodnight Moon, but... <laughs> I would appreciate that. Thank you very much, Meeting Your Radio. My name is Aaron Barrett. Woo! Drummer, comedian Aaron Barrett being George Bush. You guys can see him tomorrow here at the Noise Pop Block Party. Not only playing with Floating Goat, the amazing metal band outside from 4 to 5 p.m., then also in the special Pamtastic show from 5 to 6.30. Yay! Keep it going for Aaron Barrett. Yay! Hilarious man. Uh, our next comedian I've never met, and I'm excited because he's new, and we're going to see, he's going to wow everyone, and we're going to love it up so much. Everybody, put your hands together. It's Avery Mollica. Thanks for having me on. Uh, I've never been here before. It seems like it's a really cool place, and uh, it seems like it's happening down here. I would just want to start with first things first. Whoever threw their grapes in the toilet, you're a piece of shit. <laughs> and, uh, you know, people are trying to do nice things, and you're an asshole. And um, I don't know. You know, I got a job, and uh, it's an all right job. I mean, it's not like one of those great like Google jobs where you can like afford to like have a car and have children one day and anything like that. It's more like one of those jobs where like you pay your rent and starve for two weeks. You know what I'm talking about? Um, I don't know. So I, I've been living in San Francisco now for like nine months and uh, never lived in a city before. And I just really think that like San Francisco 
is a really, really fucked up place. And um, I mean, it is. It's, it's a horribly terrible, double standard filled, fucked up place. Like, I just want everyone to think about this. Like, you know that dogs have more rights in San Francisco than human beings? Okay, I work at a fucking grocery store, okay? And people bring in their dogs all the time and like frolic around in the fruits and vegetables and have their dogs sit with their ass on the baskets. And it's, you know, and everything's all right with it. And, you know, I just think it's really strange and, you know, uh, it's a common fact, I guess, in San Francisco that there are more dogs in the city than children. And I looked it up, you know, there's supposed to be 150 thousand dogs in the city of San Francisco. So I just want you all to picture this. I know this is poop humor, but I want you all to think about this. Imagine every human being in the city of San Francisco between one and five pissing and shitting in the streets. And if the owners want to pick it up, you know, or don't feel like they're going to get cited, you know, they can go ahead and do it. And I don't know. I don't know. Saving the best for last, I see that's what you did. <laughs> Anyway, no, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just uh, blanking out. Okay, anyone watch Game of Thrones? Yay! Okay, anyone not watch Game of Thrones? Okay, well, let me. Did you see The Hobbit? Okay, it, it's kind of like The Hobbit, but at the very end, uh, Gladriel and Gandalf and Frodo fuck the dragon. Okay, <laughs> and th and then they all die. You know, it's it's pretty simple, really. Um, oh man trying to think of some of my other shit. Uh, I don't know. Um, let me blank on. Uh, <laughs> oh, uh. Yeah, oh, sorry. <laughs> I wasn't thinking about that. No, I'm just blanking. Um, uh, anyway. Um, I'm sorry, I'm just spacing out. Okay. Um, I don't want to do that, you know. <laughs> I'm not that kind of a guy. I guess like, I guess one of my other stupid jokes was like how, you know, I really didn't know what I wanted to do in my life. You know, I really like helping people, and so I thought about being a, you know, misogynist therapist. You know, and that's like kind of like a massage therapist, but I always rub people the wrong way. <laughs> um, and uh, and I guess my last joke, which is my only really good joke, is how. Uh, you know, I, like I'm a single straight guy in the city of San Francisco, and for some reason, like I think I might come off gay to guys, because I get a lot of unwanted attention. But it's kind of interesting, because like for the first time in my life, I kind of get a little taste of what it's like to be a woman. Yay! He doesn't have a girl's name. It's Avery. I used to read Charlotte's Web. Avery was the name of the love interest, uh, the girl and the stuff. Our last three comedians tonight on the clubhouse are going to be Steve Rush, Botrox Claire, and Will DeBeast. So, and then we'll be going into Ship of Fools. Those who didn't get on tonight's Pantastics Comedy Clubhouse will roll over into the Ship of Fools. There are plenty of grapes and things for people still to eat. But our next comedian, you guys put your hands together. I haven't met him before. He's brand new. Oh, no, I have. I remember who this guy is. He's standing outside right now and I said, yes, it's Steve Rush. This isn't your first time. You've been here before. Yay. Everybody put your hands together and clap wildly. Steve Rush. How you, how you guys? You guys are doing all right? 
hanging in there. I uh, when we do that, was anybody here for the mutiny song at the beginning? Was anybody here for the song that we did at the beginning? Doesn't it remind you of like the beginning of like like a clan rally or something? <laughs> uh, no. Uh, let's see. Uh, I got into a car accident. Uh, like like three weeks ago, and so uh, I've been going to the doctor, the chiropractor, and uh, I don't know about her. Like, you know, I showed up uh, like the first first day. I show up and I look and I'm like, this is like an apartment building. I'm like, this is like kind of weird. And I like, so I get in there, I lay down on the table, and like to my left, I could, I could hear, I could hear the sound of somebody like shitting their brains out. <laughs> and I'm like, there's like some like the only thing between like me and that dude cheating is like a thin piece of fucking drywall. <laughs> I'm like that's this is where you're gonna like practice your medicine. Like this is kinda where so I'm I'm laying there. Doctor comes in and uh she's like, Alright, like what's what's like wrong with you? I'm like, Alright, my back is all fucked up. I think you could like, you know, work on my back. And uh she goes, Alright, lay on your side. So I'm like laying on my side and like at this time I'm already like this shit is like sketchy, like I don't know. So she's like she's she's starting to like grab like my hip like right here she's like kind of like digging in there and then she like grabs like my knee with the other hand and she like jolts my hip my hip pops and I'm like all right like cool can you like do my back now (laughs) 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 she's and then she's like like I just did it and I'm like no that's like that's my hip she goes back hip same thing I'm like (laughs) she does this like I'm like no, it's not the same thing. Like, 21 years on this earth, back and hip, not the same thing. She goes, like, pretty much. Like, they're pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, all right, you know. Uh, <laughs> she's like the better call Saul of, like, chiropractors. Like, that's <laughs> that's the only thing. I, I was like, this is really weird. Uh, I was in the city, and I was walking, and I stopped at the light, and this homeless guy comes up to me, and he goes, he goes, good job. I was like, all right, like for what? He goes, you stepped over my shit. (laughs) And I was like, like I'm pretty good at doing that. (laughs) He goes, he goes, yeah, man, every morning I go to the same spot, I take a shit there, I run behind the fire hydrant and I sit back and I laugh at everybody who steps on my shit. (laughs) 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 I'm like, like you have a lot of time in your hands. He goes, "Yeah, man. Like I'm homeless. Like <laughs> got nothing else to do." I was like, "That's they're kind of like that's true. Like if I was homeless, I'd be doing dumb shit. I'd be like I would fuck with people. I'd like, like you know, like when we're walking, like we walk like left, right, or whatever. I would like shit like with my like right here, and then I take a shit here. So like if someone misses my shit here, they fucking <laughs> <laughs> just step into it. Uh." What else? I uh I got food poisoning last week. Yeah, yeah it's uh it's Donald Trump's fault. Uh all the, the Mexicans got the memo. Every white guy to come to taco truck better fuck up his food. <laughs> <laughs> so I yeah, I had food poisoning. Uh I'm gonna spare the details here. I was gonna go into this. I don't wanna discuss you guys. It's a little late in the night. You guys are drunk. Uh no, I'm just kidding. Uh how long could I, that was a minute um let's see i uh i'm not gay 
but uh, when I see an attractive guy, I like to fantasize about the pussy he gets. <laughs> All right, guys. Yes, Tar Heel born, Tar Heel bred, and when I'm born, to be a Tar Heel dead. Blah, blah, blah. He was wearing a South Carolina jersey. I know that. I had a friend who did that. Uh, your next comedian, he runs the most amazing show the second Wednesday of every month here at Mutiny Radio from 8 to 10. It was so much fun this Wednesday. They, he projects things on the thing, and everybody texts in, and they say shit to the comedian while they're on stage. You guys have no idea how much fun Feedback Loop is, so you must be here next month and every month, the second Wednesday of the month. And he's so funny. Clap him up right now. It's Bo Troxclair. Yay! Guys, oh, thank you. Yes, hey, it's so good to be here in San Francisco at Mutiny Radio. I actually live in Pleasanton, um, which is really a great place to die. Um, Really, wonderful place to slip slowly into madness and die in your sleep. It's like... (laughs) Definitely top 10 cities in the United States. I didn't always live in Pleasanton, though. I used to live in uh, Lynchburg, Virginia. Uh, yes, I know. It was a rough place. It's actually where it's LU Flames, Liberty University is where I went to college. Um, if you guys didn't know, that's where, that's Jerry Falwell's university. Um, it was a place, that's the guy that said Amen. that 9-11 happened because of the gays. Yeah, yeah. so topical humor, right, guys? No, I know, and it's the flames, which is ironic, right? No, uh, see, the thing is, like, I used to drive around Virginia, and I remember one time I saw this uh, lice, or like this bumper sticker on this guy's truck, and it said, uh, Bin Laden Zero, Navy Seals One. I was like, I don't know what game we're playing, but I'm pretty sure it wasn't a shutout, right, guys? Like, there was some points put up by the other side. Like, at least two, right? Like, at least two. I don't know. Now, I went to Liberty University. Um, we had segregated male and female dorms. Uh, I know, right? We couldn't watch R-rated movies. I know, and we had a curfew at 10 o'clock. What kind of bullshit is that? And I know what you guys are thinking, and yes, there was a lot of gay shit that went on there. Like, a lot of gay shit right beneath the surface. There was like an AA-style meeting that uh, homosexual kids would go to called Mirage, which really sounds like more like a, uh, like a support group for aging gay magicians or something like that. <laughs> than what it was, which was just an in-person grinder, right? Like, all the gay kids went to Mirage, and they're like, oh, these are the other kids that kind of want to fuck me? All right. <laughs> now, as long as we're talking about 9-11, uh, I, I don't understand. I don't know, not anymore, right? Uh, as long as we're talking about 9-11, like, a couple seconds ago. Uh, it's weird, this cognitive dissonance that exists like in sort of the Republican Party, right? Like, do you guys remember the kerfuffle over Benghazi, right? Like, everybody got real mad. And it was because the, the Libyan embassy was attacked on 9-11. Like, that was their big beef. They're like, oh, why, how do you let it be attacked on 9-11? Like, I remember uh, Dick Cheney was on this uh, Meet the Press, and Charlie, whatever the fuck his name is, was just like, well, weren't there some, uh, or, you know, and Dick Cheney was just like, um, I can't believe the Obama administration would allow this to happen on 9-11. I can't believe they'd allow it to happen. And Charlie Rose is just like, oh, well, weren't there some embassies attacked under the Bush administration's watch? Which is true. There was 33 embassies attacked under the Bush administration's watch. And he was like, yes, but never on 9-11. We always had America's back on 9-11. It's like, except that one time, right? Like, there was that one time <laughs> when you guys really didn't have America's back on 9-11. Like... 
Before you guys, it was just Tuesday. And then afterwards, <laughs> do you, did you forget? I was told never to forget. I, I don't, hmm. No, I, uh, I told that joke in Winston-Salem, North Carolina, which, oh uh, yeah, no, not a good idea. Um, and I remember this guy came up to me afterwards and he was just like, what do you, you think you know more than us? What do you, some, some, you have some sort of messiah complex? Which I think is unfair, you know? Like I'm just a normal down to earth dude who might be Jesus, right? Like uh, I performed some soft miracles, that's all I'm trying to say. Like one time I was at a party and I smoked out a room of 100 people with button ate the weed and five bongs. Yeah, I just kept breaking the bud, just kept breaking the bud. I was like, when you partoke of this sticky icky, do it in remembrance of me, it is my body. <laughs> that same night, I went out to grab water for all the designated drivers. By the time I got back to the party, it was a box of Franzia. I was like, yay, whenever ye slap of the bag, do it in remembrance of me, it is my blood. That same night, I had this dude come up to me and he, was, he came at me with a knife and he was just like, I've heard your blasphemy. And my friends grabbed him and I was like, whoa, 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 hold on, let me speak. My child, do you not remember that the pen is mightier than the sword? And I take out the pen I keep in my sock and I fucking stabbed him. I was like, that's called the lamb shank, bitch. Anyway, my name is Bo Troxcliffe. Thank you guys very much. The lamb motherfucking shank, Bo Troxcliffe. Doing the Jesus jokes all day long. Our last comedian of uh, the Pantastics, before we get into Ship of Fools, he's been running the door all night. He's the man behind the money tonight. He's hilarious. Put your hands together. He has a show every Monday from 10 to midnight. It's called Where's Wilda? Wilda Beast! Yay! Hey. How's it going? This is my first headline. Is this my headline? Or is this my closing? Or is, have I made it? Is this like the big time? Am I here? Fucking made it. I told them, I told them all, I was going to make it. Every one of my teachers, this is fucking heavy. <laughs> fucking HPs, don't get them. So I'm separating from my mate. My mate is a house, getting evicted from her. But I'm glad to be leaving her. Three years, it's fucking time to move on. One thing I will not be missing is this mouse we have. And the other day, the other day, we saw it. And you might say, big deal, but it is a big deal. I've spoke on this mouse before. The mouse seems to eat Cheetos, uh, anything with sugar, lady fingers, fucking loves condoms, fucking can't keep a condom in the fucking house for nothing. <laughs> Fucking, those things seem to go missing the most. Like Ridlin pills. I mean, the fucking thing has got a very fucking, very choicey palate, I think. But. And let me just say, collectively, that, you know, we have all tried to kill this mouse. You know? Collectively, the house has probably taken out maybe 20, 20 of his soldiers. Could be better, could be worse, but those are the numbers. Three years. And you know, we've tried everything. Rat traps, mouse traps, poison, glue traps. I mean, everything. This mouse is like, we call him the Ho Chi Minh mouse. He's that smart. Like, has anyone seen the movie, The Green Mile? I love Mr. Jangles. Mr. Jangles, are we all familiar with Mr. Jangles? Everybody know him? 
So Mr. Jangles likes to push spools of yarn spools around. The Ho Chi Minh Mouse is like, you know, putting an invasion together, like sending legions to take all the condoms from the house and anything else he wants. So this mouse is like way more than Mr. Jangles. He's like Mr. Jangles times a thousand. That's it. Jesus. All right, so here it is. The other day, my room is just about empty, and I keep all my food valuables and my condoms in an empty fish tank, thinking like, you know what I mean? This mouse will never get my shit. I come home the other day. I go in my room. There's nothing in my room, and I hear him, and I'm like, holy shit. It's him. And I like creep over to the fish tank and I look in and I peer in and right behind some fucking GMO Cheetos, there he is. And I know it's him, cause you know why? I looked at this motherfucker and this motherfucker was huge. I'm talking like his body was the size of a miniature bowling ball with a head like the size of this. The Ho Chi Minh mouse. I was like, holy shit. I call my roommate. I'm like, dude, come over. He's like, he creeps over. I'm like, look, there he is. And my roommate's like, oh, holy shit, he's cute. I'm like, yeah, dude. I'm like, go get something. My roommate runs in the other room. He comes back with a big picture. It's like the coffin top for this mouse. I'm just like, dude. I'm like, we got you. It's us. Winning this. I go to like put the... You know, the thing on. And, you know, I'm like every other human being out there. I don't like to do my killing. I like devices to do my killing. You know what I mean? Predator drones, traps, whatever the fuck it is. But, you know, this one's going to land on my shoulders. My roommate doesn't want anything to do with it. And, you know what I mean? I got a grudge with this mouse. I'm, I do. And I'm trying to get mad about him. I'm like, I'm trying to get mad. And I'm like, I'm moving over to him. And, like, there's this moment where it's almost like Rocky, where the mouse... And I'm kind of like, you know, I really don't want to kill the mouse, but like I'm trying to think of all the times I could have got laid and fuck, there was no condom. And I'm like, it's only once, but I'm like, could have got the ball rolling. And I'm just like, and I'm like looking at that mouse and it's just like Rocky where I'm like, fuck it, I'm committed. I'm like, and I'm like, and the, the mouse looks at me. I swear to God, like the moment happened where he's just like, looks at me, he's like, go for it. I'm like, I'm just like, Oh, and I'm like fucking running over to put the case on the mouse. And I get it on there. And I'm like, yes. And my little roommate looks at it. He's like, there he goes. And I'm like, what the fuck? How did that fat motherfucker get out of the fucking fish tank? But he's on the go. He's like, to the corner of the room. I'm like, and then he's like, and I'm like, holy shit. I can't even believe how fast this motherfucker moves for like being the size of a cannonball. I'm just like. But I'm like, holy shit, I'm my roommate, I'm like, dude, he's going for the door. There's only two ways out, the vent and the door. And I'm like, he's too fat for the door, for the vent. I'm like, get the door. And my roommate slams the door. And I'm like, we got him. And the mouse, he doesn't even go for the door. He stops right at the vent. And he's like, and then he's like this. And then he like goes like this. And then he like stretches himself out and he like, goes through the vent and I'm like, I look at my room, I'm like, I know I smoked today. Did that just happen? He's gone. I'm like, holy shit. I mean, did anybody really think there was benefits to eating condoms? Like, 
fucking mouse is amazing. All right, I'm Will DeBeast. That's my time. Hey, thank you, Will DeBeast. Thank you guys for being a part of Fantastic Comedy Clubhouse. Right now, we have the best show ever in this room ever from 10 to 11 here every Friday night. It's Todd Farnham's Ship of Fools. Yay! Cue it, man. Is it on? Is it on? You playing it? You got it?